listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. American RVer. We thought we'd start off 2012 telling you a little bit about Jim and me and how we got into RVing and then we thought we'd just give a recap of 2011 and tell you what you've already seen. And you could probably tell that uh, Peg's voice is a little on the shaky side here. We've both been under the weather for the last three weeks or so and we're actually um, videotaping this on uh, New Year's Eve day. So, uh, yeah, we're cutting it kind of close, but <laughs> we figured we'd uh, sit out here in sunny uh, northern Texas where it's in the 60s and beautiful today and uh, tell you a little bit about us, as Peg said, and about some of the places we've been to and maybe you'd be interested in going there as well. As you know, we've done this show for about, is it five years, Jim, or six years Over now? five years. Over five years, and we started actually before we went full-time RVing, we started full-time RVing in September of 2007 and I still remember when we took our first trip and it was like day six and it was really more like we were on vacation for the first six months and then we kind of settled into the routine of being full-time RVers. Yeah it takes a while sometimes to figure that all out when you first start full-timing and I'm sure for you people that are new to uh, full-time RVing you have the same feeling that you're on vacation at first, but after two, three months go by, you kind of figure out, eh, we're not on vacation, we're living like this, and this is our lifestyle now. So, And we spent two and a half years just roaming the countryside, and boy, we've been to some beautiful places, and some of those we've shared with you on American RVer, but one of our favorite places is, Jim? Well, um, there's a bunch of different ones. Indio, California is a favorite place. And while in Indio, we met up with a bunch of our friends that we met through RVing, as a matter of fact, and um, went from there over to Quartzsite, Arizona. Now, you know, uh, in January, it's very appropriate, Quartzsite has their big tent uh, goings on over there, their big uh, RV and boat and uh, camping sale that they do. And people come from all over the place for two, three, four weeks. They camp out in the desert and they have a really good time. And so we would always get together with a bunch of our friends, put the wagons in a circle, as they say, get all the RVs together, put a big bonfire together and hang out for a week or two in Quartzsite. And that was always fun. And that would be every uh, January. So a lot of our friends, for you friends that are watching, that are At going Quartzsite out there. right now. All right, yeah. Quartzsite right now. You know, how you doing? Hope you're having a good time. <laughs> Wish we were there. So one of our other favorite places, believe it or not, is Death Valley. And that's a national park in California. It's real close to the Nevada border. So we were staying in Pahrump at the time, had a couple of friends with us, and we took a day trip over into Death Valley. And I tell you, it sounds like it's gonna be nothing but desert and dirt. And it was quite spectacular. A lot of colors. <laughs> um, the uh, artist's uh, palette over there has a lot of colors and um, and then we actually took a GPS with us. Uh, friends of ours went with us, um, Rod and Gene, and uh, he, we were in the back seat and he held up the GPS and it said like 274 feet below sea level, which was kind of interesting. That was so, really weird actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was dry, we weren't underwater. 
The other thing we saw there, we went to another, I think it might have been a national forest instead of the national park. It was Ash Meadows, and it's right outside of Death Valley. And we saw that the water coming up out of the ground was really, really warm. And if you've been to Desert Hot Springs and some of the other places out west, you know about the warm, weather, warm water. But that was really our first experience with it. And it was so cool. Very clear, crystal clear, blue. Um, and it's a wildlife refuge, so it was uh, a real pretty place. They have an actual walkway that goes through that you can walk, uh, not quite a mile, I don't believe it is, but um, it was a really neat experience. And one of the places that really stuck in my mind just because of the color of the water and the fish that live there, and um, yeah, it was Yeah, they're called neat. pupfish. They're only about this big, and they only have fins on one side because the way the current is when they're in there they don't need it on the other side they just swim with one fin it's really weird yeah no. but really cool really another, interesting another place that we went that we uh, enjoyed and I'm sure a lot of people have been there uh, Las Vegas we checked out Las Vegas um, went to a lot of the uh, the gambling places there of course but then we went to Fremont Street which was a real experience in the evening where they light up the ceiling and put uh, video up there and graphics of all kinds and it was a pretty neat thing to see something that goes on for blocks actually not just a little section welcome you're watching Viva Vision I'm Viva think a 42 inch screen is big I'm the size of more than 12,000 of those little things. I am the biggest big screen on the planet. I also have over 500 speakers and 550,000 watts of power. That was a lot of fun and also in Vegas I went online and I found free things to do in Las Vegas. So we got to see the MGM Lions and of course the Flamingos and Caesars Palace has an amazing uh, back part with the sky. Uh, actually, it looks like sky. It's inside, but you'd swear you're outside. Really amazing um, yeah. things to do in Las Vegas. Never a dull moment, that's for sure. And all the statues and everything that yeah. were there. Yeah, it was and, really great. Um, then we saw the fountains over there as oh, well. Oh, the Bellagio. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was really great. Yep, set to music. Definitely so. a place to go to if you've never been. Yep, yep. So make a point of going yeah. out that way. But I tell you, <laughs> one of our favorite, favorite, favorite RV parks it's actually in the Florida Keys at Blue Water Key. And the lush, lush foliage and the flowers, mm -hmm. you felt like you're in your own little oasis there. Yep, and when we went, it was several years ago, we had a, uh, I think it was a, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, we had a little Winnebago Brave, little, right? No, no, a Winnebago Warrior. Oh, a Warrior, yeah, it was our very first RV. Mm-hmm, and it was a little square box. And we drove down there and there were people there with 40 footers. This was only a 24 foot unit. So it was kind of interesting to <clears throat> pull in there and have so much room around you and have a little, like a, a hut that uh, had a little bar on it and everything. Tiki hut, had a refrigerator, stove, all of that. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that was one of our first experiences out on the road with an RV before we actually went full time RVing. Yeah, one of the other places we went to, and I know a lot of people are staying in country now because they feel like it's a look not safe enough to go south of the border. But a couple of years ago, we went to Quino Bay, Mexico, and it's about 250 miles south, um, you know, south of Arizona. And yeah. it's right on the uh, Sea of Cortez. And it's, uh, Jim, tell about the drive going to this resort. Yeah, it was an interesting drive, that's for sure. Um, if there was road construction, uh, going down in through Mexico before we got to the resort, they would actually 
pull you off to the side of the road, basically in the ditch, and run you through the ditch and then back up on the road. So it wasn't like uh, here in the States where yeah. they actually build an ulterior road for you. You were in a dirt ditch <laughs> going around the and construction. And here we are with our 40-foot <clears throat> Camelot driving in the ditch. It was a little nerve-wracking. Yep, and then when we got to Keno Bay, there was a 12-mile drive, and that 12-mile drive was on dirt road, rock, and in the middle of nowhere, basically. And you had to go about seven miles an hour. So it took us a couple hours to get over to the resort itself. And uh, we went up over small boulders and things like that as we were driving through. It was an interesting trip, that is for sure. But yeah. once we got there, it was a, a really nice uh, resort. Great um, people. A lot of nice people. We overlooked, as Peg said, the Sea of Cortez. And you could go um, and clamming. get clamming. Yeah, Peg went and did some clamming over there. And um, we had a really good time. Met a lot of nice folks. And uh, love to go back there at some point, someday, when things calm down a little bit in Mexico. But you hear mixed reviews about Mexico. Some people say there's not a problem. Some people say there are, there is a problem. But mainly, if there is a problem, it's going to be along the border towns. So once you get past the border towns, people are really nice. and. Um, they really look forward to tourists coming down there. Now in the summertime, of course, you want to head north. And for, uh, for us, it was a real treat to go to the northwest because we hadn't really been there before. So we went to places like Leavenworth, Washington. You've probably heard of that because that's a big German-style town. And they're really well known for the Bavarian um, buildings, you know, the exteriors of the buildings. And everybody dresses in the German garb. And it was a yep. lot of fun going there one day. If you like Brockwurst, that's the place to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But also in that area is, of course, Glacier National Park. And you know, this country has so many national parks, and I don't know that we'll ever get to see them all. But boy, going to Glacier was a real treat. And on the way up, we actually took the car up to Glacier and stayed in a hotel just to save a little fuel mileage. Um, but we went past uh, Flathead Lake, and that's where the Flathead cherries are grown. And boy, I'm a big cherry lover, and it was such a treat going at that time of the year because they were all in full season. That, and we learned about huckleberries, and we'd never had huckleberries before, and those were really great too. So we bought huckleberry jam, and you know, you know, huckleberry pie, everything you could think huckleberry. Yep, and of course, the the water up there is again very blue, crystal clear, real beautiful place to go if you haven't gone up there to Glacier, and. Uh, Near Glacier is Yellowstone Park, right. which is another place that we had gone. And of course, uh, Yellowstone has Old Faithful. Mm -hmm. And um, we have there's mud pots there that bubble out of the uh, ground. I, you got to stop and think about it when you're there and you're standing on this ground that this hot mud pot is, the mud is warm and it's bubbling out. You got to think. Now what happens if, you know, like a sci-fi thing, if that whole thing exploded? Well. Go see it before it does, folks. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. It was a real treat. We're so glad we got to go and wish we could have spent a little bit more time as we feel like with every place. Right. There's we people say, Oh, did you see this when you were at Glacier? Oh no, we missed that. Okay, we gotta go back sometime. Yeah. But one of our other favorite destinations was Crater Lake, Oregon. Now that's a lake that was of course uh, a mile deep or a mile before you get to the lake surface. And then the lake itself is very deep. And so you see this brilliant indigo blue color. And we stayed there. We met some people from Wilmington, North Carolina by... Near where that? we used to live, actually. Which is right. And that was pretty cool. And then we met some other folks and we're all just standing around, just looking at the water. And there were some clouds that day. And so as the cloud changed 
cloud cover changed with the sun, the color of the water changed, and it was really spectacular. Got to be one of my favorite places, Jim. It even had a little bit of snow up there, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, it did. <clears throat> and yes, we took our car up there because there's a rim road. Uh, no, don't take your RV up there. That would not be good. No, no. Kind of yeah. tough to drive with an RV, but <laughs> we did see a couple RVs up there, but they were smaller RVs, not big 40 or 45 footers so but there is a campground nearby so if you take your rv camp in the campground then take a car up along the the rim right right so uh before that one of the other trips that we took um when we first went full-time rving actually it was our first trip we went up to nova scotia up in canada uh bc and it was uh pretty nice up there um we saw a lot of different things we saw peg's lighthouse as a matter of fact, is one of the things yeah, up there. Yeah, Peggy's Cove. Peggy's yep. Cove in, in Brunswick. And um, it was really a cool place to go. And um, the roads were much better than we thought. We thought the roads would be kind of, uh, well, bad actually, but the roads were excellent up in Canada. And I would tell you, it's way bigger than you imagine. You see it on the map and it's this little thing right here up at the end of Maine. Oh no, it's huge. We thought we could stay in one place and do day trips and see the whole island if you will no mm -hmm. doesn't work that way well that's a great place to go up to if you want to get out of the country and uh, see some things in canada uh, like the canadians <clears throat> come down here every year you know we should go up there and check some of that uh some of that area out because it's really quite spectacular we got some great blueberry wine there that was really a lot of fun yep yep, yep. so now over the summer we'll tell you a little bit about that then we're going to take a short break but over the summer, um, of course, we were working for MCD Innovations at this point, so we go to different rallies and events and set up their booth and uh, sell their products. And we had a couple of uh, rallies up that way, an FMCA rally and um, a couple pre-rallies that we went to. Uh, that's a pre-rally is basically when a motorhome company manufacturer will put together a rally in conjunction with the Family Motor Coach Association. And so you go to that rally first, People will then a lot of times caravan from there to the FMCA rally, or convention, I should say. So um, we went up to uh, Wisconsin, we went up to Michigan. Um, <clears throat> I really like the Sleeping Bear Dunes up in Michigan. That's another national, what is it, national forest, national park, national seashore is seashore. what it is. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, we went up to Traverse City which was also very cool. Uh, pretty big area, actually, a lot to do. There was a film festival going on at the time we were there, so that was kind of neat. And um, we uh, stayed up there at uh, Indigo Bluffs. Indigo Bluffs. And, that uh, was near Empire, Michigan. Right, and we did an interview, as a matter of fact, with the owner up there. And so <clears throat> it, was a, it was a good time. We had a good time up there. Boy, Michigan is beautiful. It's like a throwback to the 50s, all these uh, little farms and farm stands and it felt very uh, old-fashioned and rustic and like I say kind of a throwback to the 50s and 60s I think and we family got, values is what I got from it we got some great sunset pictures as a matter of fact of that area from the top of the dunes and um, <clears throat> it was just a it was a really nice area to be in especially since down here in northern Texas it was 115 degrees yeah, and up sure. there it was like 80 degrees and low humidity Perfect weather. We were so it, glad we were there. It was really yeah. nice. And so the other, one other area that you might want to check out would be uh, South Dakota. Uh, technically, we're residents of South Dakota, and uh, we got uh, Rapid City there. There's uh, the Crazy Horse, the statue that they're, they're building up there. They're not finished with it yet, but they're carving it out, and it's very impressive. 
and uh, of course Sturgis, the motorcycle rally is there. And um, Mount Rushmore, don't forget Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore as well, <laughs> yep. And uh, Custer State Park, I believe, is there as well. Yeah, and if you want to see buffalo, boy, you can drive through Custer State Park and they have all kinds of buffalo. Just drive slowly and remember they have the right-of-way. That's right, and I was a little concerned because I'm a motorcyclist and there were some motorcycles actually behind us and they were open and the buffalo were roaming all around right there and I was getting a little concerned that you know you never know if an animal they're wild so they could charge at some point but they never did everything was very cool and um, they were right out there amongst the, <laughs> I know. the planes and the buffalo yeah. and, and they were having a good old time yeah so. but now that we've been spending some time in Texas boy there are a lot of great places in Texas to come and visit too San Antonio mm -hmm. uh, Corpus Christi we've been to we haven't been to Galveston yet that's that's on our agenda to go maybe this spring. Right. But uh, even northern Texas there's and western Texas, there's even uh, the Grand Canyon of Texas and some other great um, state parks in the state. Right. So, hey, there's a lot to see out there. So if you're starting your RVing full-time or if you just want some trips planned for here or there, Hopefully we give you some suggestions on where to go and see some real interesting things. So uh, with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back right after this. RVers, listen up. Have you been wanting a new TV satellite system or that new Motosat internet uplink equipment? Cordell Sales and Service, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the premier satellite systems installer and repair center for the Southeast. Our mobile technicians do make house calls and will repair or install on site. Call Cordell at 704-264-9486 or email mohotogo at cs.com. Connecting customers to satellites since 1995 with sales, parts, and service. And welcome back to American RVer. Uh, we're here talking about uh, our past, our travels, uh, our RVing life, if you will. And uh, we wanted to highlight some of the things that we did on American RVer. Now, we've never done this before on the uh, January edition of the show. So uh, we just thought it'd be kind of interesting to look back a little bit. And if you hear something that you like, you can always go back into our archives, which are all on uh, AmericanRVer.com and check out uh, some of these things that we're going to be talking about. And we're going to just quickly go through some things. Mainly, um, some of the things that we really enjoy are talking with people, RVers, fellow RVers, on our Friends Across America segment. So um, we yeah. have talked to a lot of interesting well, we people have. this year. Um, Jeff and Suzanne Ashlock, they were um, two hams in a can. They're actors, and they told us about um, doing, uh, they were extras, but they're not called extras anymore, um, on a movie set where you would be a character actor, maybe back in the back, the background. background, a background <laughs> actor, maybe it's called. And uh, they were a lot of fun, and they've done a lot of acting in their lives, and so we got to meet them. and. Um, they started out in an Airstream and now have a Ford Travel, I believe. Yeah, yep. So uh, they've been enjoying their life on the road as well. Um, we, we met a couple of folks that we became friends with, um, Pat and Jan Gross, and they are actually vendors. Uh, we see them when we're out and about at shows and rallies and things like that. And they have um, RV products that can clean and um, make your coach nice and shiny. And, uh, <laughs> okay, ours doesn't always look nice and shiny, but no. I give them a lot of credit because their coach and their car is always perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, and then we've also met Joanne um, and uh, or Leanne and Mark Quashis. 
and uh, he has an RV website, RV Cruiser, and uh, he's got lots of great information on his website about a couple of different kinds of RVs and just RV maintenance and all kinds of things. You might want to check that out sometime. And then other vendors we've met, uh, Janet and Dwayne Tranum, uh, they have, uh, let me see, a Almost microfiber. Heaven. Almost Heaven Microfiber Company, and they sell everything microfiber. It's just amazing, all yeah. the products that Again, they have. Again, if you want to clean your RV, it's a lot of opportunity for you there. Now, these are all people that we've interviewed yeah. throughout the year. So right. if you want to check out the interviews, you can go back into our archives yeah. and check it out. Now, Don and Kim Green were really great people that we met. And they are um, the owners of Harvest Hosts. And Harvest Hosts is a way for you to kind of get back to nature and support our farmers and support our people who are in the agricultural business. And they've set, out a pro set up a program where you can stay at these farms or places overnight free of charge. Of course, you probably wouldn't have any hookups or anything, but it's a really great program. It's HarvestHosts.com. Dot com. Yep, and then uh, we also talked with Bill and Goldie Clifford, and they represent uh, Traverse Bay RV Resort. We were talking about Traverse Bay, uh, Michigan earlier, and uh, it's a beautiful place up there. You check that out as well. Um, and some other folks that we talked to, uh, Dave Katsuki, and that's not how you say his name, Katsky. though. Katsky. Right, Dave Katsky and his spouse, uh, Nancy Elkins. Really, really nice people. As a matter of fact, I had some problems with my RV and Dave and I fixed them, which yeah. took us a whole day to do it, but <laughs> we Thank tore you, some Dave. things apart. We, we appreciate it. it. Yep. And then of course, we don't want to forget Rick and Joanne Stone. They're dear friends of ours and uh, we've known them for several years. They're fellow Monaco people. Right. And uh, Joanne just passed away in December. God bless her. We're so sorry to have lost her. And Rick, our thoughts go out to you. Yep. And who else? Uh, let me see. Glenn got, and Sharon Wilkinson. Right. They told us some very unique work camping ideas. So yep. we've enjoyed that. Uh, we've seen them a couple of times. And as we said before, we work for MCD Innovations now. And I got to tell you, one of the best things we did in our coach was actually put in the MCD shades. They are awesome. You know, the day shades help block the heat. Um, coming in in those hot summers and also keep some of the cold out right in the winter time and then you got both day and night shades and it's a super roller shade mechanism if you're having trouble with your pleated blind sounds like an ad I know uh, think about MCD shades yep yep that's true and they work well that's for sure so um, let me see is there anyone else we want to mention here well Ron and Sandy Jones you know we've yes. met several <clears throat> times and they're both authors and Ron introduced us to the lithium-ion batteries that are now um, available for RVs. That's something you might want to consider. They're they're pricey, but apparently they last for years and years and years, unlike and, the lead acid. And they're very lightweight, too, which is a real plus, because Sandy, she's not a real big person. She can actually lift up yeah. the biggest battery so and hold it So think about all that weight coming out of your RV. That means you can put more stuff in your basement. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we even interviewed Rob Lowe this year. No, no, not that Rob Lowe. It's a Rob Lowe that has the RV fuse switch. <laughs> if you have a car that you have to pull your fuses all the time, this plugs into where the fuses go, and it's an actual switch, so you don't have to pull your fuses all the time. Yeah. So that was a great product. Yeah, no, we could probably go on and on and on, but you don't want to sit here and listen to us all day, so I think we'll wrap it up, Jim. Yep. And uh, we wish you a great 2012, a healthy and prosperous new year. And I just wish you, you know, safe and happy traveling. And make sure you watch us on American RVer. We're going to be around for the next year, of course. And uh, we've got a lot of interesting things planned. So 
Go to AmericanRVer.com and check it out. Till the next time, take care. your satellite TV and internet needs, call Cordell Satellite Sales and Service at 704-264-9486.